This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Global News Radio, Peter Sherman with you for Oakley. You know, I haven't filled in for John on a Friday for a very long time. Uh, but I was doing that a lot in the summer, and one of the joys was 4.30 came around, and I got to uh, do the segment that John tries to do every week with Conrad Black. And you can't get anybody in the Toronto area who is so well-steeped in geopolitics and history as Conrad Black, and I always enjoy talking to him. Hi, Conrad. Hello, Peter. Great to have you with us. I uh, just finished... Yeah, uh, I just finished reading um, your column that I guess appears in tomorrow's National Post, and you're talking about some predictions coming for 2019, and I just finished uh, a segment here on the radio talking about what we were playing off the Angus Reid poll of yesterday that would suggest that uh, for leadership choice, it would be Andrew Scheer over Trudeau, but it's early days, and 25% of people have no answer at all. But That's in your column... surprising coming from Angus, you know, because he, he's... He's a good guy and a good friend, but he is—he's a partisan liberal, and his polls are basically a bit skewed to the liberals. I've always found. Well, this one seems to be skewed to uh, Andrew Scheer. No, no, which... if, I'm just saying, if, if Angus is reporting a lead for Andrew Scheer, then then that's not good news for for Justin. And your column suggests, meanwhile, that Justin, given the status quo, I guess, uh, would probably win a minority. Is that right? Well, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I hedged it. I, I mean, I, I, it's, it, I think it's, it's. I suspect he might have slightly more MPs, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be an easily manageable situation. I made the comparison with his father in '72. When, when he had, was only two MPs ahead of Robert Stanfield, but the NDP had 30 MPs and a well-respected leader, Dave Lewis, and, and the, and the creditiste in Quebec, where we both lived then, uh, were, were, you know, they still had about, I don't know, 10, 10 or 12 MPs, I think, so they were, they were a factor in such a narrow division. But uh, uh, here, I think the NDP is going to get absolutely hammered this year, and we're going to get quite close to a two-party system, and and uh, with, with, you know the fact is Justin Justin isn't Pierre and Jerry Butts who is also a friend of mine is I mean he's fine but he's not Jim Coots or Michael Pitfield so I I would say I think I think Andrew Shearer I, I I wouldn't be so sure that at the end of it the, the Liberals can actually govern but I, I would have I would have thought at this point they might come slightly ahead but it's very close and you know a, a prediction. For heaven's sake, it's a prediction. It's a prediction. Off. It's nothing to bet your no. bet the ranch on, you know. Oh, I know. It's in the column, though, so you, we we have to throw it up in the yeah, air. Yeah, no. I, 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 as of now, I have a funny feeling that that, that, that Justin would come a little ahead of Andrew, but but uh, it, it could change, and of course, a lot would depend on how the actual campaign goes. Well, I want you know I'm wondering here because we've you and I have talked, and I know John and you have talked, and uh, we all of us have looked at this. Uh, Interesting guy, Jugmeet Singh, who took over the NDP, um, I guess a year ago or so, and uh, he's sitting. He's lower than Elizabeth May. What's happened there? Because what people don't understand about politics is that in order for a conservative, a decisive conservative victory, you have to have a slice of the progressive vote or the left-leaning vote. Well, you, Conf- you do, but that's only the way Harper ran it. And that was that was always. The collapsed lung in the strategy. You had you had to be lucky in the breakout of the other parties for the Conservatives to, to win a majority. But I, I think what we're getting to is the Liberals have moved to the left, so there's room for the Conservatives to move to the left of Harper. 
and and we now do have a, a, a center left party with the liberals a little farther left than they were and and uh, and uh, a conservative party that i guess is right in the center it's got a few red tories left and they've got some of the reform people left but it works around the center slightly right of center so we are closer i think to a two-party system than we have been since since the since the first world war 100 years ago which is interesting because a two-party system is a horse race it, it, it is a horse race, but the, the, as long as the conservatives, and you're absolutely right, as long as the conservatives to win had to be lucky in how it broke out with with the third parties, or at least one third party, uh, they, they weren't. The liberals were going to win most of the elections, and and uh, and other factors I mentioned in the column you're kind enough to refer to is that Quebec will vote, as we remember, en bloc for a French-Canadian liberal leader they respect, Laurier-Lapointe under Mr. King, or alongside Mr. King, Mr. Saint-Laurent and, and, uh, and Pierre Trudeau. But they never did that for, for Jean Chrétien, and, they, and they're not going to do it for Justin. They, you know, it's sort of pas un chef. They, they like them as individuals, but they're not really proud of them. When, you know, when, if whatever anybody, even separatists, when we first knew each other, when Pierre Trudeau went to Paris or New York or London or something, uh, everyone in Quebec thought, you know, you know, he's one of ours. And he's somebody we're, we're happy to have represent us in the world. And they, I don't think they feel that about, about, about Justin. They like I, him, and he is likable. He's a nice man. I tend to agree with you. Okay, I want to. We have f- just a few moments left. As always, time is uh, the one well, that I, kicks I us. I always feel I, with you and John. I feel I end up talking too much. But no, you don't talk too much. You know, I could keep you on for half an hour to be easy. But there's so many things to get to on the radio. So let me jump to the United States, which is in seized of this this whole issue of a government shutdown, coupled with, and I think this is the more important of the two, a really uh, well reputed fellow by the name of uh, of Mattis who was uh, defense secretary, saying um, after President Trump decided Syria wasn't worthwhile and, and musing on getting out of Afghanistan, that uh, maybe he's not the right guy for defense secretary, submitted his resignation. What say you on that, Conrad? Well, I, I, think, I think it's more complicated than that. In the first place, it appears to be amicable, and the president's tweet on the subject was certainly respectful and and uh, and um, recognizant of the debt he owed Mattis for for being, you know, such a distinguished defense secretary. Uh, but he he is generally thought to be a bit of a Democrat and very equivocal, which is why the Henry Jackson Society is in a state of extreme alarm today. But uh, and I respect that. But underneath it, I think you've got two things. Trump campaign saying that it really wasn't up to the United States uh, to, to keep armed forces in combat zones in Syria and Afghanistan indefinitely, and it was not, as a practical matter, possible to end those wars quickly. And and and, and, and there are dangers in that. I mean, an abrupt departure was a disaster for Obama, uh, and and uh, and we don't know. But and we also don't know exactly what his arrangements are with Erdogan. And uh, now that the Arabs are being bothered by their ancient enemies, the Turks and the Persians, the Iranians. Uh, they they are in fact the major Arab powers, effectively allied with Israel, and it may be possible to achieve a, a, a little more stability than, uh, than than we've known there. Uh, I I just don't know, and I don't think any member of the public knows. Secondly, that. Uh, 
in the days when the Soviet Union was a lethal and mortal competitor to the United States all over the world, the alliance system as we remember it and as it has developed was absolutely essential and completely successful, especially the NATO alliance. And now that we are back to one superpower, a, a, a rival, but frankly, with all due respect to an amazing development story, a distant rival in the case of China, is nothing like the power and influence of the United States in the world, but it's a very important country, and, and, and other important countries, but not real rivals to the U.S. I suspect that Trump intuition, he's not a foreign policy specialist, is that the United States can do more than it could in, in the heyday of NATO with direct dealing with these other countries, because there isn't really a great natural intersection and, and, and friction, I mean, a, a bumping against each other between the, the legitimate interests of Russia and the United States, and Russia's not that important a country. I mean, it's, no more, it's not as important in the world as, say, Germany or Japan, no, and, and, uh, although it is important. And, and there's plenty of room in the world for China and, and, and the United States. China isn't really trying to shoulder the U.S. aside in Latin America and things like that, or in Western Europe the way Russia was in the Soviet Union. So he, I think he feels that he can make more headway in direct dealing with other countries while keeping the alliance in place. And I, I, with great well, let me let me put this question to you: Are We going to see a trade deal in the new year uh, between what parties? China, U.S. Yes, absolutely. China, would... China, the, the Americans have the stronger hand, and they're playing it well. We could do without some of the bombast, but they're doing what needs to be done, and they are being massively supported by other countries in the region, the South Koreans, the Vietnamese, the Japanese, Indonesia, the Philippines, uh, all of them are 100% behind the Americans in this and grateful that they're doing it. An interesting year coming up. Conrad, thank you. Thank you, Peter, and all, all the best to you for, uh, for the, uh, Christmas and the holidays, and then let's all of us and all of your, all of your listeners have a terrific New Year. That's a nice thing to say. I'm sure that they feel the same way about you. I do. Merry Christmas and a wonderful 2019, and we'll talk to you during the new year. Right, you are. Conrad Black uh, with us here, as usual, on Friday on The Oakley Show. I'm Peter Sherman. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 